When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody welcome to episode 465 of flow wrestling radio live i'm your host christian piles joined today once again bonus guest we've got ben askren of course and to my right Stephen kyle bradkey but special guest today coach matt storniolo head coach the northwestern wildcats good morning coach how you doing good chris how you doing I'm doing good, man. I'm fired up. It's Big Ten week. It's like one of the best weeks of the year, other than like NCAA week, which is the best. How are, how are you guys doing? How's uh, how's Northwestern feeling headed into Big Tens? Good. We're in a good spot. Seems like uh, teams turning on at the right right time. For the most part, we're healthy and we've got a full lineup again. And so it's it's been very seldom this year that we had a full lineup. So going into the Big Ten tournament with all our guns is is the right time to do it. Yeah, and, and obviously one of the the big guns that was out of your lineup for a, a lot of the year was Sebastian Rivera. Got injured at Midlands and and missed a significant amount of time. Is there how healthy would you say Sebastian is right now? I think he's about as close to 100 percent as anybody in the country for a wrestling season. So he, he's in a good spot. Hopefully, having a little bit of that extra time off to get healthy keeps him fresher and and more energized. But he's a uh, He's chomping at the bit. He's ready to go. Yeah, and and 133 is obviously the uh, most discussed weight class headed into Big Tens or really anything like that um, in mm-hmm. any conference weight, really. And he's currently matched up on Seth Grosside. They had a crazy match at Midlands. What did you take away from, from that match where he had s- seemingly a huge advantage on his feet but gives up a lateral drop from underneath and, and ends up losing the match? Yeah, I think all the takeaways from that match are, are positive. And I think he's probably in a better place. You never want to lose a match. But having lost that match, he's he's chasing somebody down. He, he's, the, he's the hound instead of the hare. And even though he didn't come away with that win, he, he won every position except for one during that wrestling match. He was picking him apart on his feet. Uh the, the move he gave up, that lat drop was so situational. If he's not on the you edge, you can call it beautiful if you want, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was the the last hope of a dying man, and uh, <laughs> it uh, it hit its mark. He, he got it, but you, know, you, you watch how that match plays out afterwards, where he's hanging onto a leg for how long, and there's no stalling. There's a illegal cutback that's missed, and. Uh, you know, reversal that they give Sebastian, then they unwind it. So it, it's a, it was an ugly match. Um, that was hideous. We well, beat him. We're, we're going to beat him. Explanation clean. for what happened at the end of the match there with the drop down, all that. It was it was a calamity. It was so nuts. they they said that the wrestling took him there. So there's no automatic count. But as there's no to what. <laughs> as what opposed to the wrestling putting took him you there. What does that, that mean? Yeah. I, 
I didn't agree with it. it. It was the only way he could have not given up an escape or reversal was to hang on to that leg, but there's nothing preventing them from putting up a fist the old fashioned way because he wasn't trying to improve or blow it dead. Don't, don't let a guy hang on for dear life like that at the end. And so now he didn't break his, his lock. So they can't call the reversal. But if you watch the film, he breaks his lock. But again, I think we're going to be better off for having lost that match. And now we're hungry going into the next one. You know, that's not a match that, in my opinion, Seth Gross can feel good about getting his hand raised at the end. Um, he found a way to do it, and hats off to him for for finding a way. That's what it's about. But when you, you look at moving forward, you'd rather be a guy like Sebastian that won almost every position. We lost one position. And, and bottom line is you, you can't give up a six-point move against a, a top opponent and come out ahead most of the time. So, you know, Learned a little bit from that match, a lot of good things and, and one bad thing, but he's in a good spot. And what are your thoughts? He he didn't wrestle. He hasn't faced RBY. He hasn't faced DeSanto. What are your thoughts on those potential matchups as those two are the big guns on the other side of the bracket? Yeah, they're, they're both talented, talented kids, uh, and they're going to be good matches. But Sebastian is at his best when he's against the best guys, and uh, he's a gamer. You saw it last year at the Big Ten Tournament. He, uh, he put together as good of a competition as anybody and expecting him to do the do the same thing this year. Looking at 157, Deacon looked like he maybe has separated from the rest of that weight class. His his performance at Vegas was eye-opening. Hayden Hiley, someone that I think everyone reveres as an outstanding wrestler and how he beat him was, was really, really impressive. Of course, last year the, the story was how great he could look and then also the – how low his lows could be relatively for someone as good as Ryan Deacon is. What have you done from last year to this year to make sure he maintains that level of consistency? Uh, one thing that we did was he was a little beat up after Vegas, and uh, he's he's not the kid that's ever going to complain or tell you what, what the smart thing to do is. He's going to do the hard thing. He's going to do what in his mind is – is the right thing to do. And uh, we we had to pump the brakes on him. We were watching him in practice. He was a little banged up and had to talk with him like, hey, Ryan, we're, we're not going to wrestle you at Midlands. And he was honestly upset about it. He, he wanted to go. Um, since there's been a little bit of time for him to separate from the decision, I, I know that he knows it was the right decision for him. And that gave him a chance to go into the Big Ten season healthy, uh, get rid of some of those those nagging injuries that could linger throughout the season. So that's part of it. What was getting him healthy mid-year for this final push. And another part of it was his Big Ten schedule this year wasn't quite as, as, as tough as it was a year ago. If you run it back, he went to Vegas. And we come back right after Vegas, he wrestles Larry early. Then he goes uh, Midlands, wins that, you know, goes, runs the gauntlet, and comes back with Berger, Nolf. It, it was just every week he had a top eight opponent. And that's – it's taxing. It's taxing on your body. It's taxing on your mind. So just with the way the schedule worked out this year, he still wrestled some really good kids in the Big Ten schedule, but uh, had a little bit more relief. And, and so he's, he's in a good spot. He's healthy. He's – wrestling well and if he's if he's on his game there's nobody that's gonna be able to touch him yeah 
Um, that definitely seems to be the case at, at 57. Now, um, a couple of things have happened in the, in the last couple of weeks, and you, you can you can be outspoken at times. And um, the coach dressers last chance qualifier kind of drew your ire on Twitter. Um, you said this was basically match fixing. You had some issues with it. What changes do you think or, or action should um, come as a result of, of that tournament? I, I think there are a couple of changes that could be made that be for the better. Um, and, and I don't claim to have all the answers. And it, it takes a lot for me to, to put anything on Twitter nowadays after my uh, – my, my uh, little scenario a couple of years ago with, with Imar in Illinois. But that was one that I, I feel like it uh, it's just it's reprehensible what, what happened there. And it's, it's disrespectful to, to the sport. It, it's dishonest. It, it does steal, like Ben said, you're stealing a spot from somebody that put the work in and, and earned it. It's like saying you know, I, other schools should have to do this the right way. But we don't need to do that. We'll we'll find our fix and we'll uh, we'll we'll do the workaround. And I think you guys did an okay job on on calling him out on on some of the ways that he contradicted himself. But he he contradicted himself left and right. Not nothing really added up there. And I, I want to go back and say I had a lot of respect for Coach Dresser as a coach. What he did at Virginia Tech was nothing short of amazing. He resurrected that program. It was ashes and he built it up to a top 10 program. The way he turned around Iowa state in, in one season really was incredibly impressive. Um, and I, I enjoy his candor the, the way he gave real talk to him a couple of weeks ago was, was spot on. But this, this scenario right here is, it's not all right. So do you think there's – do they – what changes do you see that should happen in terms of earning NCAA allocations or or whatever? I mean, to me, the, the root issue is injury defaults can count as wins. Teammates uh, – victories over teammates count as wins. Win percentage. Where do you see the changes that need to happen? Uh, well, let's talk about a couple of things there. So, you know, victories over teammates count, but losses over teammates count too. Right. And – and, you know, Yaya Thomas at Midlands, he lost to Trevor Chumley. Yaya had an injury first round. We wanted to have him push through it so that he could learn how to or see where he was at when wrestling with an injury. And he got knocked out of the tournament by Trevor Chumley, one of our redshirt freshmen. Mm-hmm. And that that counts on his record. So why shouldn't a, a win against a, a contested opponent count? You're still out there. You're still – taking the risk, you're assuming the risk of an injury, and it's a contested match. Um, injury defaults, again, if they're, if you step on the mat with intention to wrestle a full match and something happens along the way and your opponent can't finish it, why should you be penalized by, by missing that opportunity to, to get a win? Um, flip side of it, if you're the guy that injury defaults, I don't have as much of an issue with that. Is that gaming the system? Yeah, that's gaming the system, but you're also being punished by taking that loss on your record. So Johnny Sebastian going to the last chance open to get that, get that win. I don't have the same issue with, with that scenario as I do with, uh, with the Coleman situation, because Johnny now has a loss on his record that 
is factored into his winning procession, uh, winning a percentage. It's factored into his RPI. So th- there's a you're being penalized for that in a roundabout way. It, it's a you know, necessary evil. I need to match, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get dinged for it. So I, I don't think that they can all be looked the same, and I don't know what the what the answer is there to to avoid some of these things. I think it's the type of situation where you assume that people are going to have some integrity about the way they run a tournament, the way they bracket it. And if a guy steps on the mat, that it uh, it's going to be contested. Now, a couple of things that I, I do think need to be changed, and they're not they're not a uh, tied directly to this, but winning percentage. I don't think winning percentage should be taken into account for allocations or seeding. You have different schools from different conferences that wrestle very different schedules. And you can't tell me that a a kid in the big 10 that's 10 and eight has, has wrestled the same quality of competition as a kid from, you know, SoCon school who has a 16 and seven record, probably not the same level of competition. Right. And kind of ties into the RPI too. Winning percentage is factored into the RPI. Your strength of schedule is factored into the RPI. So why are we, why are we using that twice? Why, why does win percentage come, come into play? Um, Those are a couple of things that. Should coaches do rankings? This is kind of not to, not to shoot. Absolutely (laughs) not. No, no, they shouldn't. And one example of this, you look at Sebastian Rivera. He drops to 10th in the, in the coaches poll ranking this, this last set. He was third after Midlands, but he didn't wrestle for, for a couple. Then he's out of the lineup long enough that he's not rank eligible. And then all of a sudden he comes back and he's 10th. He hasn't lost any matches. He's back in the lineup. He wins a couple. No, what happened there is there are a few coaches that did not click the button to re-add Sebastian to their rank. He's not in their top 33 from the <laughs> week because he wasn't eligible, and now he's eligible again, but they've got their head in the sand. They've got other things going on. They're getting their teams ready for, for their conference tournament, so they don't do their due diligence, and they don't put him in the ranking. Same thing happened to Tomasello, I think, a few years ago. Yes. And no coaches shouldn't be doing rankings. They're, they're not going to put the same time and effort into it as your major media outlets. Other thing too, is there is an inherent bias. Uh, you can't tell me that when they're getting down to that last nitty gritty, you know, 25 through 33, that anybody can go into that. If they have an opportunity to rank a guy in their conference, even if it's not their own guy, right. they're going to rank a guy in their own conference yep. because that helps their cause for their guy stealing a spot. The more opportunities that are out there at, at a, weight class in a conference, the more likely it is your guy to go and all that stuff happens. And I know for a fact that coaches call each other up, they cut deals. It's not, it's not allowed, but it happens. How how are you going to police it? How are you going to enforce it? But no, that coaches shouldn't be doing rankings. Okay, good. We're on the same page there. I I agree with you. Ben, you, uh, do you have any questions for coach? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I actually did. Uh, I did an interview with, uh, Kerry Cola yesterday and he was suggesting that, uh, kind of Matt, Matt brought up the integrity point of the Kevin Dresser situation. He said, yo, back when you wrestled Ben or when I wrestled, you could just take injury time and there was no penalty for it. 
But everyone knew you weren't supposed to do that because it was a point of integrity. And he said, well, you know, if they don't change the rules, and so eventually they changed the injury time rule, people will keep doing it. So what we need to do is we need to change the rules. He said, if they don't change the rules, I might just do, you know, we're the camels. I might just do the hump they open every Wednesday next year, and my guys are going to lead the nation in pins and techs and everything else. Yeah, there's really, I mean, what, what it really showed is that there's nothing stopping that from happening. You can have events. Yes. Now, Ben, do you think Colat was serious about that? Uh... <laughs> I think he. I think it felt as though if they don't change it, it feels like they will change it. it. Feels like if they don't change it, he might just do it a couple times just to mess with people to to, to prove his point. Um, which you know is like okay, who else is going to be able to make a Wednesday tournament? No, the answer is nobody, right? So this be his guy wrestling yeah. his guys all the time. No, I, I I think he's got it. I can't imagine he's serious with uh, with the yeah. type of person he is. But it, but if he is, like that's you. This whole like I, I'd rather be the solution than the problem talk that that we yeah. heard last week like that's all that's it's crap. I, and that was shenanigans. I, I agree. And, and, right. And so if if Colot, who was I think worst ones to call out what happened in this situation, goes and does that, then that's no different than than what happened uh, what happened two weeks ago or, or a week ago. Yeah. Well, I would assume that it's going to get changed. It feels as though there's enough momentum where it will get changed in some way, shape, or form this offseason, and we won't have the possibility of something like that happening again next year. So we oh, had God. we had some uh, we had some fan submitted questions uh, for Uh-oh. Chris Storniolo. Um Starting with starting with a, a good one here, uh, Coach Matt, and you pinned me in a splatle back when we wrestled. At, he wrestled at Haverford High School. Was it as memorable for him as it was for me? <laughs> so I saw that tweet and uh, I I pinned a couple of guys in my day in, in a splatle. So I, I can't pinpoint it. Um, guy didn't have much information on his, his Twitter account. So I, I think if he gave me a little more details, what, you know, what school he wrestled for, where, where the tournament was, I, I think I'd probably remember it. I still remember most of my high school matches, but uh, sorry, Josh, I, I can't, can't put my finger on it. He's not sorry. <laughs> Hey, did, so were you were you like kind of like uh, like Darian Caldwell, like they would shoot a single leg, you put the head inside, and is that how you would get to your splatle? No, it was on top. It was more like a banana split than a, than a splatle. Um, Got it. My freshman year, I wrestled one nineteen, so I was so long for for the weight class. So I get a leg in, and it wasn't too hard to to splatle guys. And I also so we said Haverford High School it was actually the Haverford School. It was a private school. There is a Haverford High. And then there's the Haverford School. I started out as prep school, and uh, some of the competition wasn't the best. So, I had to split a couple of guys. You're not gonna know. Ouch. Ouch. Oh, okay. Ouch to um, Josh. This is a, this is a long time uh, question asker, Sparky Sparky Boo Man. Uh, he asks a lot of questions. Here's one. He says, "Why don't we see more NCA guys compete for a year before redshirting? Seems like some guys could better maximize their redshirt if they had already been around the block once." Had a better sense of where they need to improve. For me, yeah, as for you, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, I, 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 there's there's validity to that. You know, I, it's all situational, right? It, it's all you, you've got to look at it as a singular issue. And some guys need to come in, and they they need to develop physically. Um, maturity plays plays a part in in wrestling at, at the collegiate level. So some guys, they just need to let their bodies catch up to other guys. Certain kids are, are ready to go right away. And getting in the lineup, I think for sure, is the 
best way to improve. Uh, but you've got to make sure that it's going to set a kid on a good path, right? The other thing about wrestling is is the mental side of it. And you see good high school wrestlers that come out of, of high school and get into college and they get chewed up by it and then never recover mentally. So you want to make sure you're not putting a kid on, on, a, on a bad path. But I can give you an example with Colin Valdivias. Colin came in, one of our guys, true freshman, started him out as a redshirt for his first tournament, watched him compete and said, like, you know what? This kid, he's going to be the best option at 133 pounds for us, and he can compete with these guys. Like, let, let's get him out there. And he was game for it. He had a good season, ended up competing at the NCAA tournament in a, you know kind of a crazy way. He went as the alternate and then got pulled in when Renteria missed weight, but went two and two at NCAAs his first year, got a ton of valuable experience. And then now in year three, he's taking a red shirt. And I think Collins got more out of his red shirt in year three than, than he would have in year one, uh, had a good sample of what, what works for him in college, what he needs to do, do a little bit better. So when you're a little bit more mature, I, I think you can get get more out of that season instead of just kind of floating through it. Got it. Makes sense. Uh, Coach Storniola, one one thing that uh, ben, ben didn't believe this uh, when Coach Dresser was on, and uh, we talked about it afterwards because Coach Dresser said he could – it was his tournament. He could seat it however he wants. And you're involved uh, in Midlands, and I know there's like a seating criteria for Midlands. But if there if there wasn't, is it true that you could just make the brackets however you wanted to? I I don't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a compliance worker. There, there's a rule. There are rules in the rule book that address seating, right? They address seating. Now the seating rules. It, it, a lot of them say like should, right? So are they saying that this is a rule or you, you should do it this way? Like a but there is a paragraph about assigning buys, and it says that. Buys have to be assigned random in the first round. They can't give any team an advantage or a disadvantage in the competition. So to say that you can just have a tournament and pick and choose where you put people, I don't think that that's an accurate statement. Um, then there are other things that go back to it, it just doesn't add up. And I don't want to kind of harp on on this and, and just bash Coach Dresser, but it doesn't add up. If, if he was really trying to get – Coleman matches, then why'd you give him a guy first round that you knew wasn't going to wrestle? You could have given him what there are two South Dakota State kids in there, and mm-hmm. and, and second school. round, Matt, and second round, right, and and second round. So you you stock you see it that way, and, and there was some gamesmanship too, not just in getting I I, I think in, in getting Johnny in that second round. It wasn't just to have a, an injury default win that pads is RPI. Now you get a win over a, a quality opponent that has a rank, has an RPI and, and you get to reap all the benefits of that. But it says, it says that, you know, you have the last chance open so that it gives his guys something to look forward to at the end of the year, gives them matches, but then you put them in a tournament and tell them not to wrestle each other. Or you tell certain guys not to wrestle each other. Carr, he has his teammate in the first round. Like if you're picking and choosing how you're putting guys in a bracket, why has he got his teammate first round? There are guys from other schools. So there are a lot of things that don't add up there, but I, I don't think you can just uh, put anybody where you want and choose who gets the buys and who doesn't. 
Okay. Uh, next question from Bracky's Eagle Statue. What one rule change to folk style makes the wrestling better? Can I can I suggest one for Matt? Because I'm Go trying on. to I'm trying to push I'm trying to push it. Matt, did you listen to my insta death argument last week? I didn't. You might you might like this. Okay, here's my new rule. We just made it out like out of fun, but now the more I think about it, the more I think, you know, it couldn't be called insta death, but it would have to have a new name. But it could be a good rule. Okay. If someone accumulates a certain amount of riding time, I think three, three and a half, or four minutes, I'm not sure which one, the match is over, and the other team gets six points. How do you feel about that? Man, I'd like it a lot more if we if we had that, you know, when I was in college. Seriously, you would, right you, would in, you would insta-death tons of people. <laughs> yeah. What's the most riding yeah, time um, you ever ended a match with, Coach? A lot. I ended a match with... Six minutes and 45 seconds of riding time. <laughs> a freshman year against Wisconsin. And I, I never started a period on top. What? Who was it? Who was that bad? 149. Uh, it was Josh. Oh, who, it, was, it was somebody. I'm trying to remember who it was. Not, I, I not know his Tyler name. Tyler Turner. Tyler Turner? Or one of the Turners? Yeah, I think it was one of the turners. Pretty sure. I, man, I hope I'm not okay. saying that man. wrong and making this yeah. guy hate me now. Probably hates me either way. He hates this, you. But he definitely I, hates you. Got, got a quick, <laughs> take, quick take out of the first period. Chose bottom in, in the second. Reversed him in like a couple of seconds. And then he uh, he chose top in the third period. Same thing. Reversed him real quick. And I final match score was 15 to nothing. Had 14 points on the board. One second of riding time. So it went the duration. But it was also a tech fall. Um, so, yeah, three, three periods, never started on top, had six Jeez. minutes and 45 seconds for riding tech. That, that's impressive. But I was, I was scoring points on top. I, w- I wasn't just laying on them. Yeah, yeah, the turner was the turned in, the, in this case, it seems. Okay. <laughs> All right, my, my, uh, my final thing. I believe you coach the most uh, underrated, uh, underappreciated heavyweight wrestler of all time. A young man with three wins over Mason Paris. A win over Amar Desi, Austin Schaefer, Trent Hilger, Ben Askren, Yusuf Hamida, and Gas Tank Gary Traub. I'm talking about the one and only Conan Jennings. Can you can you talk a little about big Conan Jennings fan? What was it like coaching that guy? There were times that it was awesome, and then there were times that it, it made my hair fall out. Um, Conan, he's just he was a different animal, um, mm. more, more like a stuffed animal like it like a teddy bear um <laughs> didn't have a mean bone in his body it, it, i wish he did he's a big big dude he, if he would have got a little little violent with some guys it, it would have been fine i think it would have helped his cause but conan everybody just looked at him and thought like oh he's not he's not this v-shaped build hmm. he, he's he doesn't know how to wrestle but conan knew he knew how to wrestle he knew how to wrestle through positions almost like a lightweight so he could get into some scrambles and come out on top he i don't know did austin schaefer in there austin schaefer's in there yeah okay yep. so you know, that match at ncaa's schaefer gets in on our legs and they start rolling around conan comes out on top he's schaefer's tired conan rides him like a dog i think gets him hit two or three times for stalling in the first period and uh ends up did he major? He majored him. Beats him by major decision at the NCAA tournament. So Conan, he, he was tough on top. He had a good tilt. 
So that, that's dangerous for, for heavyweight when you're that big and it's hard to get away from somebody and, and you can do more than, than just ride them. But knew how to scramble, knew how to, knew how to rustle through positions really well for, for a big guy. And, uh, yeah, the three wins over Paris, that was, it was kind of, it, it was fun. It, it was fun to watch. And when, when we got that, that seat at the Big Ten tournament, we saw them matched up. We thought, like, oh, this is perfect. And then seeds for NCAAs, we thought it was going to work out the same. Um, thought we were going to have, have Paris in the second round and beat him for the fourth time to, to be in a great spot to, to be on the podium. But uh, Kona was also the guy that before his quarterfinal match at NCAAs against, uh, against Walls, I've got a picture of him like 20 minutes before the match, match just laying on his back, knees up, like dead asleep. He... Uh, <laughs> you think he'd be nervous or excited for the match and, and I'm sure he was excited but Conan's he's also sleeping. just uh, he's a different cat yeah he's really good at sleeping better at sleeping than wrestling <laughs> well that's awesome <laughs> funny story um, well coach I really appreciate you you coming on um, do you have anything else for us before uh, I mean we'll Bracky and I will see you in New, New Jersey mm-hmm. but uh, anything before we let you go uh, yeah, do I just have to send off controversial tweets to get you guys to invite me on the show, or are you guys just going to do it <laughs> yeah. when, we're, when we're doing all right next time? Or do that. That will help. Or coach really good guys like Sebastian Rivera and Ryan Deacon and uh, Conan Jennings. That that also helps, too. So there's a, there's a combination. So keep the hammers coming. Keep the tweets coming, and uh, you'll get another invite. We don't do a lot of guests, uh, you know, other than Ben, who's like a perma guest. Perma. So. Okay, that's fair. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks so much, Coach. Talk to you later. See you. All right. There you have it. Thanks to Coach Storniello for hopping on. Ben, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I uh, I'm feeling well recovered. You know, I was in Ireland last weekend. I'm an idiot. I I thought the state tournament was one weekend prior, so I actually missed our high school state tournament, but it went really well for uh, for our guys in AWA. Obviously, we had some heartbreak. We had six guys wrestle each other in the state finals, so there were some heartbreaks in there. But uh, in jujitsu, really they just close out. They just decide who the winner is, and uh, it's a it's a very <laughs> it's a very uh, simple way to discover who the winners are. It's beautiful. As does Kevin Dresser. <laughs> yeah, and Kevin Jujitsu and Kevin Dresser. Maybe he learned from uh, you know the meows or something. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm glad. What were you doing in Ireland? What was there? UFC or something? It was just a uh, no. It was just a, like a convention where they you know. Took some pictures, signed some autographs, uh, spoke a little bit, that kind of thing. What sort of? Con- I'm sorry, I don't know what this was. What convention? Yeah, no, it was like a first time thing. It was called it's called Fight Con Ireland, and they just paid me to come over and do that kind of stuff. Dang, that yeah, sounds cool. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not you... as cool as the NCAs are going to be, but you know, no way, good. not even close, <laughs> not even close. So, yeah. before we get there, we have an- another amazing weekend of wrestling coming. We've got conference weekend which it's all in one weekend now um so it's very intense you know pac-12s got off their little pac-12 island and now they're they joined the rest of the conferences uh but big 10 precedes drop ben have you got a chance to look at these i, d- I did i looked them over i also looked the aiwas over um you know I- obviously i know you guys are going to be upset about the the rivera one but i think whether he's 12 or whether he's five it's kind of the same spot right because 12 and yeah. 5 wrestle first round. So kind of, I guess, kind of whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But I knew you guys would kind of not like that. And, and besides that, you guys, you guys are more educated than me. 
We picked right. Murin, Red, Moran, McKee at 41. We did that right. Um, I didn't see anything else that was egregious. No, I have, I don't really have any issues. I think uh, Nomad was surprised they made Mason the number one, but I think by if you look at their seasons, it was clearly Mason, and yeah. he was there for the duel, and Gable wasn't able to wrestle then. So yep. I think it's fine, and it'll work itself out. I'm excited. We'll get to see Gable. I would have been excited no matter who Cassiope had in his semi, whether it was Paris again, because I like – as, as great as Mason looked, I have a hard time picturing the match going that way again in terms of just complete dominance and total, like, yep. Cassiope not even being close. So I think it will look different, but I'm excited we'll get to see Gable versus uh, Cassiope again. But I'm not upset about Rivera being the five. It's just like, you know, pick how you want to do it. Do you want to do it just based on how good you know the guy to be, or do you want to no. do it based on process? Don't pick and choose. So, I mean – Five, that's fine. I think Ridge Lovett gets hosed a little bit there. A guy wrestled at a really nice season, wrestled most of the year. But but hold on. But with Christian, if you put him at the 12, then he's got to wrestle Ridge Lovett. So don't you think Ridge Lovett's going to be happier wrestling Boo Dryden than he would Sebastian Rivera? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, so, yeah, kind of – I agree with I agree with you that it's wrong, but it kind of works out to be okay for everybody. Yes. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's fine. I mean, I think these quarters are going to be wild because you think about Seriously. Alvarez RBY was crazy mm-hmm. close. Very close match. Now, Alvarez, the the majority of that match, he spent just like defending what Roman was trying to do, but he was so good in yeah. the scrambles that it took Roman a while before he got that takedown in overtime. That's a quarter. Love it, rode out DeSanto. That would be a quarterfinal. Really, the mm-hmm. least juicy one is the one that's Almost always juicy never turn. The four five is all like always like oh that's a marquee quarter. But Piotrowski Rivera that doesn't really get me all that fired up because I just feel like Rivera is like close to a hundred percent. That's not really a very close match. Yeah, yeah. I'm more so interested like in my... in the man Joey Silva versus Seth Gross than I am Piotrowski Rivera for obvious oh, reasons. Don't do what this to yourself. You... Yeah, just, just stop. <laughs> no, I won't stop. I refuse to stop. Do you guys think he's going to qualify? He's got to get seven. He, My man's the eight no. seed. No? No. No. It's really going to be tough, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be tough. He's it, got to beat someone really good. And you look at – I'm still blown away that, that somehow Jordan Decatur managed to get the 14 because he like I, – I know. Okay, but take away the DeSanto match. He hasn't looked terrible no. against some of the best guys in the country. He hasn't, but he's – just doesn't have the win. King Sandoval. King Sandoval yeah. is. The, yeah, I know. That's the kind so, of card that makes it tough. Let's see, for fourteen. Him. Oh shoot, the Decatur's got the Santa first round. Oh man. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Right off weigh-ins. Oh boy, that's gonna be. Oh, that's gonna be a real. That's gonna be a treat. Oh, but I could see. I I could see Decatur beating uh, Garrett Peppel or Boo Dryden uh, sure. or Joey Silva or I mean it's not. I don't think he's favored, but. Like, if, jo- if Jordan Kidder beats those guys, I'm not like, oh, my God, what happened at all. There's a – I mean, be- because of their schedule, Decatur and Silva, they're both – it's going to be tough for them to qualify, both of them, because they're not yeah. going to get wild cards, I don't think. Correct. I think Silva, yeah. no chance at a wild card. No. Uh, so this is like five matches. Maybe Decatur has an outside shot at a wild card because he's at least wrestled all year. Yeah. I don't know. But it's going to be – 33 is just... Four matches for Joey Silva. Oh, boy. So... I'm just no, glad they're letting him leave the state. <laughs> he's going to have to get top seven here. I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to do it. Because there's a lot of good wrestlers he has to beat, but lucky for Joey, he happens to be a really good wrestler, too. 
I also wait. I, wait you, go ahead. So wait, is Christian really is Christian legit calling uh, auto qualify for Joey Silva? Oh yeah. What top seven? He can't. He on, can't dude. abandon his take now. Yeah, I'm not backing off this take. I think this is this is what it's all oh. been for. This is what all has been leading up to. You know what? How many undefeated guys are in this bracket? I'm not seeing many. <laughs> oh God! All right. I don't know if you you might be joking. You might be running a gimmick on us. I'm not really sure. Well, it's a quarter gimmick. Uh, I do actually think he's really good, and I actually believe okay. he will will qualify. But you know, okay. he's he's not a he's not a top. Which one? Which one of those guys is he going to beat, Christian? I think he could, beat, he could beat Ridge Lovett. He could beat Alvarez. He could beat Piotrowski. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Very fair. Um, he's beaten DeSanto in high school multiple times. He's got. He's going to need to get those lungs uh, percolating, oh. firing. He needs. He can't get tired like he did against Paul Glenn. But uh, He looked pretty tired against Paul Glenn. He was pretty tired, but he figured it out. He got it done. Okay, so wow. 33 is going to be... I have a statement from Nomad on 33, by the way. Oh, I love statements. Because he he's very concerned about himself being wrong about where they were going to seed Seabass. Uh-huh. Well, he said like four different seeds throughout the course of the last... <clears> right. When, when he was on the show and we had the big conversation, he, him and Ben decided on 5 or 12. Uh-huh. He's like, but then I talked to coaches who were doing the seeding and said they put him, put Seabass below 5. Mm-hmm. So that's why he went with 6. He Got just it. wants everyone to know that. Wow, he's really taking being one off really, really hard. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Nomad, we'll, we'll, that's within the margin of error. We're, we have no issues with that, okay? Okay, so that's that's 33. I don't know if we're going weight by weight here. Any other weights you, you really want to dig into here, Ben? I mean, there's a lot. Uh, but, it, I mean, for me, what I feel like when I look at all these seeds is, like, besides Paris, uh, Cassiopeia, it's like, well, we've, we've seen pretty much everything. There's not much debate. It's like you look at 49, you've seen Sasso and Lugo and Lee. You've seen them all wrestle. You look at 57, you've seen all these guys wrestle. So, um, I mean, I don't really feel as though there's too much debate be- because we've seen almost all of the matches. I'm, I'm super excited for some of these 84 rematches. I want to see I want to see Rocky Assad again. I want to see Kathy Assad again. I thought that was a... if. Assad was just a couple finishes away from beating that, but Caffey kind of really emerged the second half of the season. Brooks Vince is a very likely semifinal. Mm-hmm. Vince beating Brooks, but Brooks is the the deserved one seed there. So I I really like eighty four. I think it's a a pretty fun weight class and kind of deep too. Um, so yeah, we have seen that one. Skaska Labriola was like one of the best Big Ten matches last year. That would be yeah. a, a quarterfinal. So I'm kind of excited for – we'll see Marinelli Wick probably for the, what, sixth time? Seven, yeah, six, seven. seven. Six, Holy seven, cow. somewhere in there. Uh, so looking forward to that. Vincenzo Joseph has not won Big Tens yet. But nope. yeah. this could be – Looking at 84, what yeah. a great draw for Assad. You think? Getting yeah, Rocky. Yeah, beating Rocky. And then Caffey was a one-point match, and he – Lived on his legs the whole match. You feel like he's just a couple adjustments away. Yeah, on, yeah. On he, that one, he but, could easily be in the finals. But didn't Assad beat um, Vince? If I remember yes. right, yeah, he did. But you'd rather have Rocky Jordan than Taylor Vince. Yeah, sure. Opinion. But I mean, I, I guess I was thinking more of the semis. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Assad could beat anyone in that bracket too. Um, maybe except Brooks. So I, I guess, yeah, th- being three over four is, is big for him. Yeah, being opposite Brooks. Brooks, I think mm-hmm. Brooks will be my pick to win this weight class. I, yes. I think it. I think it. I think it's a good path for him. And I'm excited. Are, for are Rocky, we doing, if I'm Rocky Jordan, I'm kind of excited. You know, I'm like, hey, let's see what I got. Are, are we doing picks on uh, the Big Tens, or are we just not going to do? We're just going to talk about it a little bit, and not do the picks. You want to do picks? I don't know. I mean, I, this is you got you got you're the official host, Christian. You just okay, heard all right, whatever. You're, you're the co-host. It's this is equal. Uh, equal share here. Well, let's do. I, mean, picks. I think it'd be. I think it'd be fun. Not, now that we know the seeds, I always hate doing picks when you don't have the seeds because it's like it's so dumb picking the opposite side when you don't know who the three and the four and the six is going to be. You know. Oh, another thing. Last time we did the show, we were like, "Are they going to get Kirk Fleet? Kirk Fleet in?" Yeah, and they didn't. Oh, they tried. They did not. They tried, but it didn't happen. That would have been such a fantastically interesting wrinkle that that, that would have been. Okay, one twenty-five is. Maybe the least interesting Big Ten weight of all Big Ten weights because Spencer's so good. And then for the Big Ten to be this. The field's not great. No. Shallow? No. I guess the opposite of deep. Uh, there's a lot of names, though. <laughs> there's a lot of names. Like Heinzelman was a qualifier last year. He's the 11. Thompson yeah. is like a four time state champion. He's a 10, right? So I'm pretty th- sure 8 through 11 all won Fargo. Okay. So 8, eight through, through 11. Well, Barnett did. Tomlin yeah, Tom, did. Thompson for sure did. Malik Heinzman won many did. times. And I'm pretty sure Aguilar beat, uh, what's his name, uh, D'Amelio in the finals one year. Okay. You would know. You have hmm. a really good memory. So, yeah, this is a really kind of like credential-wise a good weight, but college-wise kind of scary. Hey, uh, can I uh, – the Indiana kid, uh, I can't remember, that lost to Glory in the semis at Midlands. Hudkins. Um, Hudkins is he is he out for the um, I mean obviously Cronin's in here is did Cronin beat him out or did Hudkins get injured so bad that he was out for the whole year? I'm certain he it must have been an injury. Mm-hmm. I mean that okay. it looked bad. But, I never yeah, really heard official word, but just seeing Cronin in there all along made me think that must have been what happened. Yeah, unfortunate. I hope he gets yeah. the year back. Yeah, that's always. It's funny crazy. because that that outside uh, outside inside of, of the knee, you know, sometimes like at the Santo, it's really it's really short and it's only a couple weeks. And then sometimes like uh, you know, a null was kind of the same thing that Brock Hudkins did, and it's like that that's their ACL, right? And then it's six months. It's kind of crazy how that works out. Yeah, really stinks. So okay, one twenty five. No one is even allowed to say anything other than Spencer Lee here. But if you want to. <laughs> discuss anything beyond second on um yeah i think think, i think the interesting thing here is is patrick mckee healthy because in that match with devin schrader um you know he he was doing really well he was up five to two he gets hurt and then he gets just falls apart and gets what is funny about that you said schrader you say schrader every time it's an o (laughs) what's his damn name what's his name well, what sound does the O make, Ben? <laughs> that name that name is pronounced Schrader. Someone tell them in the Facebook comments. What? <laughs> Why would I'm that be I'm gonna see true? if they have like the pronunciation key. We're going to the pronunciation. Oh, key. there's there's no. Oh, I thought it was O E. I thought it was O E. I was putting an extra E in there. Yeah, there is an sometimes O E. No, it's. I thought it was C H S C H R O E D E R. There is a. a sh- uh, a Schrader like that on their thing. But there's no pronunciation okay. guide. We're just gonna have to wait till we get to Big Ten. My bad. All I'm right. just gonna it's not E. It's Schroeder. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> you guys are boys. Okay. A- anyway, back to the match. Uh, 
McKee was wrestling really well. He was winning, yes. I think, five to two. Hurts his knee, and that just fall, falls apart. Um, Got and you know we haven't really seen him since then, so it'll be interesting to see if he is full go yet or not. I'm glad he's back. Uh, I was worried yeah, about the seriousness of that uh, of that injury. So mm-hmm. glad he's back. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I think Schroeder's had the better year, so I, I'll predict he wins it. Uh, an interesting quarter would be D'Agostino versus McKee. So he'd have to watch out for uh, the Northwestern 25. He's pretty salty. And then Cronin Schroeder, yeah. uh, you favor Schroeder there, but that'll be a could be a competitive match. Cronin beat him in the duel. There you go. Super competitive. Boom. Yes. All right. So I've got Lee over Schroeder. Same. You can shoot. So I'll, I'll go same because I don't know. I don't know McKee's health. So I'll go same. I don't either. Okay. Now here's where it gets zany. You got to make some picks. And Ben's going to pick Seth Gross because he picks Seth Gross. Only going to pick Seth Gross. Predictable Ben Askren. Here we go. Well, I'm, I'm going to go RBY over to Santo. I'll throw I'll throw that out there right away. Mm. I think that I think RBY looks so good. Uh, I don't know if DeSantis is going to be able to make the adjustments before then. He might. It would be interesting to me if he has some hesitation shooting the head inside shot that he likes to because of what RBY did. And then it will also be interesting, RBY is not doing anything illegal, so it will be interesting to see what the coaches are saying to the referees. Because if, if, if DeSantis goes head inside, RBY is going to go to the same damn defense that worked twice for, for sure. Yeah. So that will be an interesting wrinkle. So I'll go RBY over DeSantis. I'll go Gross over Rivera. And then gross over RBY. Okay. I, man, I don't know why. I, f- I still think gross gets it done at NCAAs, but I think Rivera gets him here. I think Rivera over, over gross. And I'm saying, De- I'm saying the opposite of you completely. And I'm saying DeSanto <laughs> over RBY. And then I'm saying DeSanto over Rivera. Wow. Damn. Okay. I didn't expect. Well, we're all really different. I'm going to take Rivera over yeah. Gross as well. But then I'm taking RBY over DeSanto and RBY over Rivera. Oh, man. Wow. That's all over the place. I really – I I don't have strong feelings here about no. any of these guys. I, I really think they're all super close. I mean, Seth Gross, he could just do the thing again. And that, that was yeah. the thing, the danger of that match. Like Coach Stornell and I talking about that and – you can really say, yeah, he won every position, but there's that winning quality that Seth seems to yep. have. And, yep. and Sebastian has that too, but to the degree that Seth has, I'm not sure. And then with DeSanto yep. RBY, th- the thing is, the injury happened. It happened in the first 12 seconds of the match, right? Okay. And I, I think I think DeSanto has adjustments to make too, and he needs to make them. But... I think back to the last two matches. I don't think Roman is necessarily head and shoulders better than he was last year. I think he he has improved. And I've been the one that says, hey, this guy can 100% win a title. I still feel that way. But I I think people are putting a little too much stock into a really strange match that ended in injury default. Oof. I don't know. I uh, I mean, obviously, he, he got that cradle locked up legally, I might add. Uh, the second blow through double looked really, you know, where, where he pulled yes. back on the overtime, blew through. That looked really, really nice. Um, and for what it's worth, DeSanto did not appear to be wrestling with any type of injury when he while he was wrestling, right? The second clearly gives up really good. So 
Um, and and then I watched RBY against Seth, and he, he looked really good there. You know, Seth was able to get the win, but he looked really good there also. So uh, I don't know. That's just why I feel strongly he's going to win. So then, you know, that would put Seth at the one and Roman at the two for NCAs. I would really like to see Sebastian, Roman Bravo, Young. That's one that I have uh, more questions about because uh, they're they're both, in my opinion, similar, meaning, you know, just really, really good offense, basic defense. Um, I would love to see that match. I would, too. I mean, I think their their speed would be insane. Mm -hmm. Both those guys are so fast. I think there's, like, some really unique styles in this one. Gross is just, like... Crazy scrambles, good leg attacks, amazing on top. Roman's just cat quick. He can dart. He's got really fast go-behinds. Sebastian with the collar and ankle stuff, um, really good leg attacks. And then DeSanto, like the hardest pace in probably NCAA wrestling, right? So it, it makes for a really great way. And then you've got all these other guys that make it interesting, like Piotrowski and Ridge Lovett and Sammy Alvarez and Joey Silva and even Jordan Decatur is like this – Kind of crazy wrinkle, like how good yeah. that guy is on his feet. I, I, I can't wait for this weight. And honestly, I see – I don't normally say this, you know, where I, I can oh. see all four scenarios, but I really can see all four scenarios, a scenario where all four of those guys are. Because I think they all have styles that match up well against other guys. So, great way. Let me let me ask you this tough question. At any point in the bracket, whether it's the front side or back side, what is the likelihood that you see one of those top four guys losing? So Gross, RBY, DeSanto, Art Ridge, all of it. And it could be on the front side or the back side. What's the chance you see them losing? What are the chances that I see who losing? The top four? One of, any of those four. So I'm saying, what are the chances they finish one, two, three, and four? The four guys we were talking about. I would say, I'll say 80% because what if someone just gets their seven allocations Someone gets dinged up, and they say, okay, I'm good. I'll call it a tournament here. Maybe someone like Rivera, if he loses in the yeah. semi, maybe he just defaults to six but, and says, see it in NCAAs. Oh, sure. Yeah. See it yeah, Nationals. See it at the Nationals. Very cliche. Okay. Same. So that's, yeah. that would be my thought, but, man, I, I have a hard time seeing one of these guys <clears throat> get knocked off, as good as these other dudes are, putting a, a seven-minute match together against any of them. It's kind of hard, tough for me to see. But you really think Gross is yeah. going to win? All right, we'll say, okay, listen. Yes. Coach Bono's not listening. No one's listening. No one in Wisconsin's listening. We have geo-blocked yes. the state of Wisconsin. They can't hear you. They literally can't hear you right now. Well, they don't They don't like you. We know that. Oh, yeah, because I said that, um, what's he seeded? Cole Martin's a turkey sandwich wrestler. Yeah, I said six seed Cole Martin's a turkey sandwich wrestler. I can't remember what else you said. You said something else offensive to the state That's of Wisconsin. That's not offensive. And, 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 and What's wrong with a turkey sandwich? If I said he was, you know, I don't know. He uh, makes fun of Manitowoc County all the time, too. Yes. Is he yes. from Manitowoc County? Oh, God. All right, so. Well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be awesome if he was. I wish I knew someone from Manitowoc County. I just try to claim you, Ben. I, I am not from Manitowoc County. It um, wasn't my idea for that to happen in Wisconsin. It just happened, and I found out about it. So Yeah, I'm from trying Lancaster, to Wisconsin. Any, Yes, Cole's from Lancaster. That's that's in the boonies out in the west. Um, so okay, here's here's what I think about Seth Gross. Uh, I said this yesterday on I did the Brutus podcast with uh, Reese and we Reese Humphrey. And we were talking about this way, specific weight class. And the one thing I said about Seth is, you know, he does these things like the lat drop against Sebastian Rivera, and it makes people feel like, oh, he got lucky. He can't do that again. But he does it a lot. 
right? He's just that guy that finds ways to win, and he, he happens to have a whole bunch of very unique ways to win matches and score points. And so, yeah, I I do think he's going to win. Do I think he's going to just hit a couple beautiful double legs and then do a tight waist? No, he's probably going to find some unique, neat, creative ways to score points, but he seems to always do that. You know, it was a cradle in the finals against DeSanto at Midlands. There's just a lot of different ways for him to score points. Yeah, he does have the most diverse options for for scoring. That's that's undoubtable. Yeah. It's, it's a fair, it's a, it's a, you know, very well could be the, the right pick. You call Cole Martin a turkey sandwich? His teammates say he's the funniest guy on the team. What's that have to? What does his sense of humor have to do with the turkey? Turkey sandwich means good, <laughs> not great, right? It's like no one's ever gonna rave. <sighs> I mean, is is Cole Martin a great NCAA wrestler? He's a great wrestler. He's very good. You're oh, yeah. good. He's yeah. gonna kick your ass when we see him in <laughs> New Jersey. I like Cole Martin. He's, Cole so, he's so nice. I don't think he'll beat up. I don't think he'll beat up Christian. He's so nice. <laughs> Dang it! Bono's coming on tomorrow, so I don't know. Bono Maybe. might beat you up. Bono's Bono might so beat nice. me up. He's he. One time he double legged me when I had a camera. And I was shooting practice. Very dangerous. <laughs> all right. So we all have different champs. You have RBY. Yep. I have DeSanto. He has Seth Gross. No one picked Rivera. So he's definitely gonna win. Man. No man picked No man picked Rivera. There we go. Okay, now forty-one. Hot dang! Can't wait for this one again. Yes. Very deep weight, also. And we've got Nick Lee, Luke Pletcher, Max Muir, and Chad Red, Tristan Moran, Mitch McKee to round out the top six. Semis here: Pletcher, Muir, and I. I think. Is there anyone seeing any way we don't get the one and two in the finals, Ben? No, Pletcher, Pletcher and Lee looked, looked really, really good this year. Um, but the, you know the the three through six those those are fun matches for for us to watch. But yeah, I think I think with what happened, you got to go Pletcher Lee in the finals. All right, you're you're you get to coach Luke Pletcher, Ben. What do you do? Yeah. How do you fix what happened at the Bryce Jordan Center against Nick Lee? I mean, it's it, man. Now we're going to go to a deep philosophical discussion about wrestling. I love deep philosophical. Okay. Well, well, so I did those score. Remember, have you guys looked at the scoring things that I I showed for uh, um, for the World Championships? I did them on Rudis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I scored, I showed how people scored. Well, the one thing I, I is open ties, which means you know I'm t- maybe touching hands or I'm from space, right? Uh, middle tie would be wrist all the way up to the collar. Right, somewhere in there, and then closed tie would be you know a two on one and underhook over under something to that effect, right? Mm-hmm. And what it always shows is that um, for if you're from here to here is the most scored upon tie by by a long shot, and because it's it's almost impossible to just shut that down, right? And if you look think about all the great leg attackers, uh, David Taylor, um, you know a lot of those Penn State guys actually they all they all wrestle from there. There's no really good easy way to shut that down. And that, that's what's really hard about Luke Pletcher. So Luke Pletcher, what he actually has to do to win this match, if he spends too much time on his feet, he will not win it. I think he's got to ride him. So mm. he's got to get the early takedown he did last time, and he's got to spend some time on top, which he wasn't really able to do last time, and take some piss and vinegar out of Nick Lee because if they spend time in neutral, as much time in neutral as they did last time, he, he I don't think he's going to win the match. So uh, to me, so you see it as like, if they're in the ties, that really favors Nick Lee to in a way that Luke Pletcher's not going to be able to make adjustments. So it's the time yeah, in the tie. I, yeah. 
Yeah, I I just think I think he's so he's so taxing there. He moves so much, right? When you could pull and push and snap and move and everything else. Like if you spent when we saw it, right? He wore Luke Pletcher out last time. By the end of the match, Luke Pletcher was very tired. And and the one way you can keep Nick Lee out of those is by having him on bottom. If you keep him on bottom, he's not nearly as effective as wearing you out. Fun quarter here, Max Muir and Mitch McKee. Um excited for that one. Obviously, Mitch McKee, we know the talent he has, but hasn't really materialized this year. This is someone we probably thought could be in this like top three, four conversation in Big Big Tens, and he's not there right now. Um, any thoughts on an upset there, and any any credence to Murin maybe keeping it a little closer to this? Or actually, they didn't wrestle at the duel. It was it was Carter Howard. They did not wrestle. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, any thought there? Is, is is there a chance that Pletcher is maybe he was riding so high, wrestling so well? Is there a chance that maybe he's come down a level? And we're seeing Max Murin looks like he's clicking on all cylinders. Is that is there a chance that that match is a little closer than maybe we're giving it credit for? Uh, I I don't feel that way. How do you guys feel, Bracky? Any shot there for Murin? No, I don't feel that way. They yeah. they've had close matches. No. Um, NCAA's last year, and I think Big Tens as well. It was both decision right. matches, and it's like four one stuff. Are like you thinking that. Nick Lee? Thought that's who we were talking. No, about. we're talking about Pletcher. Oh, my Pletcher, bad. Pletcher, no, man. still no. Still no. It, 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 <laughs> it's not like he pins him or majors him or anything, but he's in control the entire time. Yeah, I I think Pletcher athletically is going to be problems for for Mir. Mir to take those sh- kind of long, slow. Sh- they're not super fast shots from space. Not yeah. a quick finish. I think that'll that could play right into what Pletcher does really really well. He's got to mm. get him tired or something, which you know. Nick Lee was able to do, but he wrestles one of the craziest paces in NCAA wrestling as well. Mm-hmm. So everyone, um, did Pletcher, did uh, Nomad jump off the Pletcher bandwagon? Is everyone else or is everyone? Uh, I don't know where Nomad's on it now. He's had yeah. he's picked like three or four different NCAA champs this year, I think. It's uh man, it, it would be hard to uh, be on the Pletcher bandwagon after, and I and I was part of the Nick Lee match, but after watching Nick Lee, it's like, <clears throat> oof. But Pletcher, could he beat him? Sure. Is it going to be really, really difficult? Yes, it is. Yeah. I think people are way taking too much. Or there's discounting Luke Pletcher after that match, and I think that's really silly. Um, and uh, people aren't going to like this, but Nick Lee hasn't had the best Big Ten in NCAA tournaments. Um, it's true. So just keep that in mind. I, I think – I think. It, if Lee wins again, it won't be as one-sided as it was in the duel. Yeah, I, think I picked th- Lee to win in my preview, um, but I don't feel great about it. All right, I'm, I feel that too. Maybe you see over- what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I feel like, like an overreaction. Now, yeah, now they're just like dismissing Pletcher altogether. Yeah, and I, I don't agree with that. No, he's he's a he's a super athlete, loves wrestling, wrestles really hard. I think he there's adjustments for him to make. Um, Looking at 49, man, I think Sasso being opposite of, of Lugo and Lee, man, I mean, what a benefit to be the one seed there. You know, Kanan Store, mm-hmm. Graham Rooks, he'll have that winner in the semi. What's more, what's actually more interesting for, as we look at the 49 seeds, I'll read them real quick and then go back to the point I was about to make. Sasso, Lugo, Lee, Kanan Store, Graham Rooks, Cole Martin, Colin Puritan, Jared Verclaren, Yaya Thomas, Griffin Perriott. So, like, 10. Ten studs, absolute monsters, crazy bracket. But Sasso will get the Verclear and Yaya Thomas winner, which I'm not sure who 
you're Sammy Sasso, you want more or less. Verclaren took him to overtime, right? Overtime. Overtime mm-hmm. match yeah. there. Yaya Thomas, I think, is a guy whose talent has not uh, matched up with his results this year for a variety of reasons. But I think Yaya's really, really tough. If you're Sasso, I mean, you could have just as big a challenge in that quarter as you could in the in your semi. Yeah, I mean that's that 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 uh, match with Verclaren was really tough for Sammy Sasso. Verclaren wrestled really well, uh, but Verclaren and Yaya is, I mean that that's a coin flip too. Yes, I completely agree. I don't know who's yeah. going to win that. I would, you know, beginning of the year I would have said Yaya. But now you just look at trajectories yeah. and how Verclaren's kind of coming along, yeah. and Yaya hasn't really been yes. in the mix all year. I, it makes me makes me really question it. So, I'll yeah. I actually I'll predict the uh, a Thomas up, upset. I don't know if it's an upset, but I don't feel I don't feel that great about it. And I think Sasso is going to have to be on his game early on, right? If you're looking yeah, for a absolutely. surprise finalist, as great as Sasso is, and he's my pick to win NCAs and has been all year long. I think if you're looking for a surprise finalist, you could have one at this weight class. Uh, Sammy Sasso yeah. and Kane Store had a really good uh, Flow Nationals final. They definitely did. They've they've kind of gone. It's been mostly Sasso, but Store has beaten him before. Um, it might have just been in HSCA duels. That could have been the only time, but it happened. I was there. No, it looks like um, Journeyman too. Oh, okay. I don't remember that one. Okay, Ben, get to get to some picks here at forty nine. Yeah. How do you see this playing out? Uh, Lugo's hot. I want to pick Brayton Lee. Lugo's hot though, so I'm gonna pick Lugo. Uh, and then Sasso on the opposite side, and then I'll pick uh, I'll pick Sasso over Lugo again. Sasso over Lugo. Oh boy, go Kyle. I'm I'm getting scared. Uh, I'm taking, <laughs> starting to sweat. I'm gonna take Lugo over Sasso. Lugo's time. I actually, I'm gonna disagree. I got Sasso over Lugo again. I think. Wow, okay. I think a lot was made of the match, and my initial thoughts of the Lugo Sasso match were one thing, and then I watched it a couple times again. I'm like, he just did this in Carver, right? That just happened. Yeah. So, yep. I to me, it's it's almost like the the gross thing. It's like. He wins ugly sometimes, but there's that quality that he has. And I love yeah. that he's good on top and that there, that's an opportunity for him, different paths to victory. But I, I think he needs to f- – I don't think he can play the same game either. I don't think he can try to make it count. I think some more stall calls could have come his way. And I think people having watched that match, this could be like totally in my mind, but like even refs and whatever, knowing that match may say – you know what, I'm not going to let Sasso play this evasive game again, so he's going to have to be assertive here. Um, so I'm taking him, but, man, I don't feel great about it. Um, I, I actually – I could see – I really have a hard time seeing Lee running the gauntlet. That's one thing I don't see. I really think yeah. – I think it's Lugo or Sasso, and I don't see any other any other champ out of those two. As, as much as I think Brayton Lee's great, I don't see it happening. Got it. 57. Right. 57. Oh, my gosh. Ryan Deacon. Uh, now, he did well, lose twice I'm, to Caleb Young, but come on. Well, what, what about this quarter, Caleb Young versus Peyton Robb? I mean, that, that was a pretty wild match. Um, I'm kind of excited for that one again. I was thinking about that as well. I think that's a 
really interesting quarter. And if he were to get by that, then he's got Kendall Coleman, who he had two crazy matches with. That's right. Mm-hmm. Remember that scramble at Midlands? Yeah, yeah, that was wild. It was 4-3 in the duel as well. I uh, I did the previous yeah. weight, and I actually picked Coleman to beat Caleb Young. Really? Yeah, Just I momentum. did it. So you yeah, I don't like the way he's trending right now. You don't like he's, yeah, how he's trending. I'm surprised you didn't pull the trigger on a Rod, yeah. Rob upset. Kind of hedging a little uh, bit Rob just missed weight yeah. last duel this season. What's so. up with hey, these Rob Cornhuskers? Why are Cornhuskers missing weight late in the year? Listen to this. Rob, Rob missed weight, okay, against how Minnesota. How did I not hear this? And then, you were in Ireland probably signing autographs for, for uh, <laughs> UFC well, that fans. Was, that was not the right weekend. <laughs> but Whatever, apparently, dude. You were signing autographs somewhere. Apparently Nebraska was going to weigh in two guys – in anyways, and I think his, his last name is Licking for sure, and I think it's Caleb Licking. And then he just goes out and almost majors Ryan Thomas. He licked Thomas. What? Yeah. Yes. So they got a backup. I never yeah, heard of this Caleb guy. Licking. Well, look oh my, him up. He's, yeah, he's there. He beat, he, him gave, six, he beat him 6-0. Gave Ryan Thomas a licking. Yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, yeah. anyone's missing weight that late in the year, it kind of makes you a little nervous about what's going on. Jay Rent, remember he famously missed weight at NCAAs. Yeah. That's a weird thing. Seriously. It's kind of a weird thing that still happens, right? Like as yeah. many times as these guys have all made weight, like the fact that it can happen. Um, why does it happen? What is it? I mean, you would feel like the coaches are really like so on top of it. And it's not a Nebraska thing. It's just, I don't know, probably just bad luck. I mean, I put it yeah. on the kid, right? But um, what what happens at the weight gets out of control? Are they growing? I, I yeah I have no idea. I mean I've I didn't have experience with that. I don't think I, we ever had anyone miss weight at Missouri. That I'm I'm trying to think of while I was there. Brian yeah, Smith I mean, you know seems so like the coach least likely to have someone ever miss weight. <laughs> you know what? I always la- I always laugh about it's like okay if someone missed like Rents Rhea he probably missed weight by like point one pound or maybe point two pounds. And so you know that's like a miss weight to us. I always laugh at MMA like. This dude last weight, he had a title fight, and he missed by two and a half pounds. <laughs> yeah, How do you close. miss by two and a half pounds? I like it's when they miss by, fight. like, eight or nine. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Kelvin Gastelum, Kelvin Gastelum fought Tyron Woodley and missed by 10 pounds. You missed weight by 10 pounds. Like, he didn't even try. What? <laughs> he it's didn't cr- even try. It's crazy. I don't know. They shouldn't let those fights happen, in my opinion. I know they have so yeah. much. I, I tied up in like that a match has to happen for people to watch because what they pay for but it's crazy i wouldn't fight that guy yeah i, I agreed I, to well, fight you at 170 yeah if you say that then they get really mad at you um yeah and it, it, it doesn't turn out well usually in, in the ufc because they put so much pressure on them yeah so i mean how much did Peyton rob miss by like probably point one does anyone know i don't know weighing sheet yeah i never saw the weighing sheet <laughs> So the match was on, I think ESPNU, and they had. Um, I'm pretty sure Gibbons was on the call, and he was, he was saying during the licking match that they were like, talking with, Manning when someone came up and told Manning that Rob missed weight. He's like, oh, it looked like he saw a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. So yeah. Manning didn't even know. Manning Manning thought Peyton Rob's going to weigh in and make weight. It sounds like he it, yeah. What is up with Nebraska scales? <laughs> It sounds Jordan like Burrows. Yeah. He he had to cut weight at Final X this year. What well, is that, happening? That scale was messed up. I know, but yeah, I know <laughs> it was. But still, it's it's just it's happening. Um, okay, so are we not picking Peyton Rob over Caleb Young then? Is that no? I, I don't think I, I I'm not picking that. Although it's, no, I, think I say it's a possibility. Young, yeah, it is a possibility. Young uh, squeaks by, but and then I think Coleman gets him. Squeaker. Hey, look. look 
let me ask you it feels like Peyton Rob's having a really good year how did he not auto qualify or did he get an auto qualifier and someone else did not he didn't really have that good of a year he like kinda, he's 16 and 5 he beats up on uh, but so many of his wins are over like not a, I'm surprised Although, if you look at some of the guys that earned auto allocations, it is surprising that Rob wouldn't have earned one. Hang on. I yeah. should be able to find this. Um, you guys Yeah, I mean, he's got a 3-2 three, three, loss to Hayden Hidley. Hidley, Hidley. Uh, he Good beat Ja'Cory Teamer, who's number 12. He beat Kendall Coleman, who's number 14. He beat Greg yeah, Rob, Kenner, who's number Rob 34. Rob it was uh, Ryan Thomas it, that did not. not. Oh, there you go. That's That's pretty crazy. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. So he got seated behind Thomas, I guess, because of the missed wake. He'll qualify. Thomas does not have missed. um. There's seventy win percentage. That's why he didn't. Mm, there's no it. chance he won't get the. Uh, I mean, if, he would get a wild card. Rob would if he did. I forgot yeah, that he, he beat Kendall Coleman. And Jacory Teamer is kind of coming on. I guess we talked about that. Kendall Coleman is an injury default. Oh yeah, good point. That's probably why. Well, I, what, I think he was winning at the time, though. It was two to I one. Believe. I, I it was two to one. I rewatched it. Kyle Bracky. Okay. Uh, I, between Kyle Bracky and David Bray, they have watched every <laughs> wrestling match that happened this year. I am sure of it. Seriously. Kyle gives updates during like Binghamton, Utah Valley, and like I mean, he's, <laughs> every match. I'm like, how are you watching all this wrestling? It's really amazing. I guess that is. I as I now remember, like. Early fatherhood, it's a lot of just sitting on the couch. You can't really do much. You can't do much. You're just kind of yeah. hanging. Katie and I watched like five seasons of Lost during like the pregnancy <laughs> oh, and the geez. early birth. Yeah, sorry. Don't do that, guys. Don't watch that show. Hey, did you guys, speaking of seeing every match, did you guys see on Twitter someone suggested that um, that Flo hosts a, a Russian language uh, FRL? And I thought like, how awesome. Okay, if you got Spay and Nomad doing Russian uh, FRL, that would just be so tremendous. That would be tremendous, dude. Spay for a while was trying to learn Russian, and he made note. Ca- he, <laughs> he made note cards. <laughs> he was making the no! note cards at work. I swear, he yeah. was making them at work. Oh, that's tremendous. He you really guys, they have to do it. <laughs> he really did that. He really did that. Uh, you know, it's the Olympics. We're gonna have all. You know, after the trials, you know, the, the wrestling season really slows down. It so, does this year. I mean, if you're not learning Russian, what are you doing in the off season? Like, we, you know, wrestlers. They're developing in the off season, so I think it's not much to ask those guys to learn a, another language, and why not Russian at that point? Wasn't it uh, Yanni that said he was gonna try to learn yeah. Russian in his uh, my, Olympic registry? My brother year? spoke. My brother spoke Russian for a little bit. Really? He still does. I could ask him. Yeah. He well, his his degree was in. I believe his college degree was at Interdis in Russian, Japanese, and Spanish. Maybe. Oh my gosh. Some some effect. Yeah. Call him, call him NATO. Okay, now, um, uh, all right, that's interesting. Enough languages, but fifty-seven. Do we have any? All right, make your picks. <laughs> I've got, I've got Deacon. I'll say, I'll stick with Caleb Young. I'll say he writes the ship, makes the finals, and then is vanquished by Ryan Deacon, who looks like the best guy in the country right now. Okay, I'll go. I'll go Deacon over Coleman. I'm calling a Garrett model upset of Ryan Thomas in the in the uh, round of 16. That will send shockwaves through Wrestling Nation if that <laughs> happens. Don't hate. No hating whatsoever. Um, yeah, that does. That is kind of a yeah. That's not a bad spot there for for model. He goes hard. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting that Cleary gets the nod over uh, Quinn Kinner. I thought Kinner was probably their their better option. Yeah, Cleary beats him at Matt Town. Yeah, according to Kyle Brackey, who I didn't it. watch that one. He didn't watch it. He I just saw the result. He just saw it in person. He went to Matt Town. <laughs> Slacker. He's like, wait, no one's streaming Matt Town. All right, I gotta go there. I guess. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I pick. I got uh, Deacon over Coleman. Do you know what happened when they wrestled? What? Who? Deacon what? and Coleman. Oh, um, he, it was. Oh, bad. he killed yeah. him, right? Yeah, oh. it was really bad. That was at Purdue, like, I think. 14-0, maybe. Yeah, it was 14-0. It wasn't Ryan pretty. Deacon's scary good. Yeah, he's really good. Like, I don't know what his senior-level prospects are at 74, but I I think he's pretty interesting. I mean, the guy's Is he at 74 or is he going to be at 70? Is he going to well, be at 70? I would imagine at some point he'll make the transition full-time to 74. Sure. I don't know when. But, yeah, he's been set, been at 70. I mean, this it's the Olympic year, so – doesn't make much sense to be a 70 right now. I, I can see him going up. You know, obviously we're really good at that weight, but he's really good. How many guys walking around with wins over James Green? He has one. Even yeah, though seriously. Those were avenged. Okay, 65. We're moving along. Chinzo, Marinelli, Wick, White, Ethan Smith, uh, and then Shane Oster of Nebraska, or excuse me, Northwestern rounds out the top six. And Chinzo has never won in uh, Big Tens. Never. Does he get over the hump here? I'm picking Isaiah White over Vincenzo Joseph in the semis. Stop. Yeah, Did... I'm not. Okay. <laughs> like, what? I was like, no, you're not. I, I was literally, I was like, okay, so now my quest is to change your mind and make you change your pick on air. But you were uh, kidding. Uh, I was I, kidding. That's no longer even a thing, right? Like, uh, after the duel, the Nebraska duel, the way he beat Isaiah, I'm like, yep, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, so, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Marinelli Wick once more. Are we? Let's see, see, I have I so I jinxed him because I p- I picked Wick like three times. Ago, so I'm gonna pick Marinelli and then Joseph over Marinelli, and maybe I'll I'll jinx. Yeah, reverse jinx. Reverse jinx works. It works a lot of the time. So I support it. <laughs> I kind of weirdly feel like it's Wick's turn to just get one, even though yeah, their rivalry has not been like a back and forth thing. It was like. Wick and then Marinelli ever since, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Marinelli has not had the greatest Big Tens. Well, one time he got sixth, and the other time he got he won it. So maybe that's not really great yeah. evidence. I'm taking Marinelli over Wick, and then I'm taking okay. Marinelli over Chenzo. I think he writes Ooh. the ship there. Ooh, runs the gauntlet. Ooh, it's interesting. At 65. Yeah, I'm picking Marinelli too. Um. But Chinzo just doesn't want to win Big Ten. He doesn't want to. It's not cool. He just says, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Smooth, he doesn't want to win uh, Big Ten. He's just going to take NCAAs. Big Smooth. Big Smooth. Um, and you, who'd you say? You've got – you reverse jinxed uh, Marinelli. Marinelli. Okay. Joseph over Marinelli. Yep. What is – all right, Coach Alex Marinelli real quick. How does he uh, – what does he do against Chinzo to beat him this time? Oh man. Well, I, I feel like he's got it. You know, he's so prolific in his underhook. Alex Marinelli likes being there, but stay, stay out of there with Vincenzo because that's, that's how Vincenzo wins. And so I said, last time Vincenzo needed to shoot from space and he ended up body locking him. So I, I would say uh hand fight hard. You know, he goes post high crotch to one side a lot. Um, I would just keep doing that, and I would try to keep the match. He kind of, I don't want to say gassed Vincenzo out, but Vincenzo was not running on all cylinders in the third period uh, in the last match. So I would say be, be conservative. 
Um, don't push that. Don't push that over under position like you did last time. Um, don't push your luck and just try to win with that one or two takedown match at the end. I was surprised to see him do that in the duel because yeah. in the Big Ten finals the year before, he shot a lot in the first period. He got Vincenzo Bank for stalling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were legit attempts. Like he had the leg up multiple times and then finally finished one. Um, and Tom Brands even said it afterwards. He's like, you don't need to go to that right away. He's like, take him to deep waters, then go there yeah. if you want to. Yep. So. Oh, with the body lock? Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a, a really fun final. And then 74, I mean, it's kind of like we're talking oh, about baby. the Iowa-Penn State duel here again because it looks like a collision course here. Mark Hall, Michael Kemmer. I don't see a path knocking them off, although I, I really like Labriola um, a lot. He's got to get by Skaska to get to Kemmer. That was kind of a close-ish yeah. match at at Iowa. You kind of felt like there oh, were a couple La- Labriola, yeah, Labriola Kemmer was that was real close. I mean, that was that went down to the one scramble at the end of the match, correct? Yes. Yeah, really close. I mean, I, I I'm picking Kemmer, but yeah, that was a highly competitive match. I think Hall turns it around here. I like him to take out Lighty and take out Kemmer in the final. Agreed. So I have I have reversals of the sixty five and seventy four result from the Penn State duel, uh, changing both of those. I think Hall, but if, if I mean it's kind of stupid to say, but if Kimmer does it again, um, okay, fine. I, he's he's just better, but yeah, he's got to do for to for someone like Mark Hall, he's gonna have to do it twice for me to really yes for me to really buy it that he's better than that guy. Then eighty four, this is one where we could have some we could have a crazy final. Uh, here now maybe we're saying Aaron Brooks for sure, but the guy is a true freshman. He's got the guy yep. he lost to in the semis potentially. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he'll have a, a particularly challenging quarter, even though Webster and Sebastian are talented. Um, although the Sebastian match, yeah, was, Sebastian was competitive. That was a close match. Um, yeah, num- numerically, anyways. So I don't know. This is the one where you could say, "Well, this was a Big Ten final in in 2020." Yes. Uh, yeah. I've got Assad making the final, and oh man, I actually think he could go with Brooks, but really, but I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not doing that, it. Got, that uh, <clears throat> the Vens. Sorry, finish up, Christian. No, that's it. I got Brooks over Assad. Okay, yeah, the, the Vens Brooks match does make me a little bit nervous. I mean, Vens beat him fair, you know, nine five fairly handily. Uh, that but Brooks has been wrestling better and better the whole time, so I'm gonna go Aaron Brooks over Cam Caffey. Oh, okay, Lieutenant Caffey. Yeah, Aaron, I I love the way Aaron Brooks is wrestling right now. It's a typical turn on March Penn State find their groove, and I'm gonna take Assad over Caffey. Uh, he he was in so many times in the duel, um, and I, I like him to make the adjustments and finish one of those. Very true freshman Like, you can kind of tell he's probably the better guy, but mistakes happen and you don't figure it out. But yep. then again, we could be sleeping on Caffey. But you know what? I'll go with the I'll go with the Hawkeye there. Caffey had a great tweet last night. What'd he say? He uh, put up a picture <laughs> of him, him in a football helmet and said, me when I see the Big Ten seats, so I'd like smoke. <laughs> All right. He wants to smoke. How does he get the football <laughs> helmet on over the throat? I guess I it just know. depresses. Yeah. It, you can yeah, it depresses it, it in. Yeah, all right. Yep. Ben Ben played uh, D two football. 
<laughs> he knows. I, uh, I actually I never had long hair while I played football. So. What what position did you play in football? Nose tackle. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Why you guys are bullying me today? I know it's just funny. It's not because nose tackles are usually very. Do you know what nose tackles look round like? People. Is this is this yeah, during uh, the round I phase? I had this really good. No, no, no. I was a freshman. I was a freshman, 119 pound state finalist. I had a good swim move. You know, I go boom, swim move over him, and then you know, try to go sack the quarterback. What? So, so yeah, you, swim move. You know, what swim move is you yeah. grab, grab the jersey, pull it, go over the top. Dang, they. That's a small nose tackle. That's awesome. Was that JV? Yeah. I guess in ninth grade. Nah, fre- freshman team. Freshman team. Freshman. We team. had good big we, difference. Yeah, we had a powerhouse powerhouse football uh, program here. You know, probably. They probably made the state finals or won, I don't know, 10 times in a 15-year period. When did you decide to hang hang up the cleats? That, that was it. That was it. Freshman year, then all wrestling. Freshman year. You weren't getting the, the – Saban wasn't watching your games. You were like, <laughs> forget it. No, I decided I want to be a good, really good wrestler and, and enough, enough of other sports. Well, it seemed like a, a sound decision. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 97. Colin Moore, Eric Schultz, Jacob Warner, Christian Bruner, uh, Spellbrunner, Lucas Davison, Shakur Rashid, Jordan Pagano. Those were teammates. Okay. I kind of like this way. I, I'm i not ready to give – I'm Shakur versus Warner in a quarter. I'm ready to see that one again even though Shakur wasn't super close. It's just yeah. the, the Penn State magic factor. It's like maybe it'll be different. But it's Colin Moore. I've got more, and I'm going to take – I'm gonna say Warner gets by Schultz this time. They've like traded wins, and uh, now Schultz owes him one, so it's going back. So I got more over Warner. Same. Uh, I'm going more over Schultz. Am I the only one who thinks Schultz can beat Warner? Well, he has. So no, he definitely he can. Has. Yeah, I think he can. I definitely think he can. I think he can okay. do it again. I'm- yeah, I, I think he's looked really good this year. I'm pi- I'm picking Eric Schultz to make the finals. But um, hey, you know one thing? Someone brought this up on Twitter. <laughs> hey, another uh, thing. You see some you see some wimp on the Mac got mad that we didn't call out his exact profile name. What a dork! Um, what? what? <laughs> well, I referenced that someone on the mat said something about the rule, and this guy got all bitter. He said, "Can you believe FRL didn't say my name or whatever <laughs> handle?" What Come a dork. Shut up. Dorky. Um, but so someone, uh, damn it, now I distract myself. What was <laughs> I going to talk about? Uh, Warner Schultz. Um, Something. No. Someone said on Twitter. Twitter. Something said damn on it. Twitter. I distracted myself. Ah, I suck. Okay, I quit. It's the <laughs> life. It's your HGTV. I mean, strikes again. Maybe it'll come back. Okay. I'll go show. Uh, oh, I, I know what it was. <laughs> Does Moore really not have a chance at winning the Hodge? I mean, he's got the most wins. He's got a fairly high bonus percentage. Do we just feel like it's it's Spencer unless he unless he flop you know flops somehow? It's kind of a great point. Twenty four and 75 yes. percent bonus. Uh, yes. How many falls are we looking at? Um, he's not a great pinner. Only a couple. I mean, but One, two, three. But um, none of those guys are. Uh, how many Spencer have? Four. Four Not pins. a lot. No, Spencer doesn't have four pins, does he? No, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Spencer he doesn't have very pins. many. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. interesting. That is interesting. He should for sure be a finalist if he runs the table. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna end up at 32, 33, and 0, and and those other guys are gonna have way less. You know, the other finalists, 
I don't, I don't think any of them are going to have more than 20 wins. Any of the other, fi- you know, Spencer has three favorites. pins. Spencer has three pins. Yeah. Uh, now, Nick Lee could get to like 28 and 0, I think. He's like, yeah. or 26 or 27, maybe. So that's possible. But yeah, it, it'll be it'll be tough. It'll be tough. Yeah, he's got to be a finalist for sure. Sorry, this has nothing yeah. to do with that. Um, that's okay. But 197, six qualifiers, all right? Shakur Sheed's a six seed. Mm-hmm. He he has to auto qualify. He ain't getting a wild card. Yeah, he's five and yeah. four, five and four. Because P- Pagano was probably the auto qualifier at that weight. Kyle, uh, I can tell you in one second. Uh, it was uh, Warner, Schultz, Davison, Moore, Bruner, Pagano. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. So ninety-seven. We all got Colin Moore, Hodge finalist Colin Moore. And then well, we go you to know, now that I th- go. Yeah. Now that I think Colin Moore has to be a Hodge finalist because. Uh, one of the heavyweights will obviously lose to the other one. Possibly they'll both lose, potentially. And yes. uh, career achievement, too. Yeah, he'll be a four-time All-American. This will be his second, second trip to final. the final. Second trip to the final. I won't, it won't match up, but now, you know, Zahid's out of the question. And so, yes. ba- basically, Spencer does. I still think Spencer has to, like, he has to lose a match. Yes. Um, what is Nick Lee's bonus rate right now? It's got to be high, but his got to be high. His quality of competition. Well, I guess he's he's facing forty one's tougher than twenty five, for sure. For sure, it is. Yeah, yeah. inarguable, inarguable. Okay, yeah. heavyweight. Heavy. Yeah. All right. A lot of lot of Gable Paris discussion, but we're gonna have to have Gable Cassiope first. I've got Gable winning that one, and then I've got Gable in a controlled win over Mason Paris. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see the semi of Hilger and Paris again. That was a really fun match last time. I think Gable wins in a boring one over Cassiope. And I am like, I just don't see, I I, I feel, so I kind of feel like a dummy for saying this, but I just don't see Mason beating Gable. I don't know. And either. I kind of, I feel like a dummy for saying that because Mason's look so good, but that, just after watching him, I, that's just how I feel. I feel I don't think it's a good matchup for it, but you know what? Yes, I think we just have to see it one dang time. And is there a chance? Could Mason get him tired? You know, is that an option? Maybe, maybe. But, but I think to get tired, he has to attack a lot. If he attacks a lot, I think he's in trouble. <laughs> yes, agreed. And I think if he stands there and hand fights with him, I don't know if he can do that either. Right? Yeah, yeah. Everything could be answered by Mason Paris just being a freak of nature person and able to like handle all that stuff. But till I see it, uh, I've got to, I've got to go Gable there. I'm kind of like Gable yeah. in everything. I pick him to like make world and Olympic teams. So I think I have to pick him to win big tens also. So I've got him got doing, it. doing the thing, but man, that is that maybe the match. If you have to pick, you only get to see one match, uh, of conference. That's it. Yeah. I think that's yeah. it. That's the one where I'm most curious, most interested. It's like, even with thirty three, man, there's no. I kind of rather know. see Desanto RBY. I kind of want. I kind of want to see Rivera Desanto. I think that's that matches. What I want to see. That's the one I want to see. Cause like two. Well, like, we need both those guys to lose then. If Rivera and or uh, win. or win or win or win, yeah, or win. There's there's multiple paths that it could happen. Um, yeah. Okay. Maybe not. But I think the one, like, no matter what happens in those matches, I feel like no matter what I see happen, even if DeSanto broke Rivera or Rivera picked him apart, I would never, like, say, 
I know that's what's going to I would say I would give the other guy a shot every time in the in the rematch. With this one I, I really could learn a lot and be like, okay, it could literally change how I think about those two wrestlers. That's why I, I really want to see it. Um I don't know if that even makes sense. But I said it, so there it is. Okay, it's 9.42. Um, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out here because there's a lot we didn't get to talk about. We do have a show tomorrow, right? We do have a show tomorrow. Nothing. Thursday, you're off, buddy. We're off Thursday? Everyone's gone. We're traveling. We're all hitting the road. I'll just get on here and do a monologue. (laughs) You could do that (laughs) if you wanted to. No, that would be too hard. Oh man! Maybe Bader you, or someone will be here, or no, Bader's probably leaving with all, us. Literally, everyone's, everyone's going somewhere because we have live on Flow. We have PIAA's Pennsylvania uh, High School State Wrestling. They're pretty good, uh, allegedly. Do some, it's all yeah. alleged. We're not sure until this weekend. Uh, EIWA's and Big Tens all live on Flow, among other things, right? So that's gonna be monstrous. But yeah, we're all gone. I don't think there's anyone. There is there is a nuclear option. I know what you're going to say. I don't want to say it. But his name's Sion Williams. Dare, <laughs> dare I leave? Dare I leave? That would not you, go well, Christian. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I could lose both of you guys. If I left y'all alone, oh. unattended oh for an God. hour, it may be the we last show either fun. of you are allowed to do. What'd you say? We would have way too, we would have way too much fun. Yeah, okay. If you're scared, then I'm even I'm even more freaked out. Uh, I'm scared. All right. Well, I, I, need, I need I need you feeling calm and comfortable. So we won't go nuclear option. But let it be said, and let you guys say to Sion, it was you two that said bad idea. Don't do it because he always yells at me like I I prohibit him from being on the on the show. I do want to do one question. It's from Joseph Let's do it. F- Joseph Floyd. He said, aside from Miles Martin. Should Ohio State fans be concerned about Tom Ryan's judgment of pulling red shirts? I say definitely not. Because one, I feel like he has great judgment about wrestling guys. He wrestled Kyle Snyder as a true freshman. That was really smart. He pulled him out of Olympic red shirt and won a title at heavyweight. Um, I'm not sure what the, the bad examples are other than most recently Decatur. Uh, Tomasello red shirted. Oh, Malik. Malik. I don't count. Right. I mean, what what would a redshirt not redshirt have mattered? I mean, he qualified for nationals, I and yeah. what, I mean, I don't know if they had a better option there. You got a guy to nationals. I they they I think, didn't have a better option, but for Malik, maybe you know we're seeing Malik have a worse season this year than he did last year. Maybe that throwing throwing someone in that Big Ten schedule is ooh, that's kind of like they just get their ass beat and they don't they don't like wrestling. I hear anymore. you, but he really didn't last year. Was tw- he was twenty four and eleven. Like, he, he held okay. his own. He held his own. I don't know what happened. I think he's got a good track record, honestly. Like, and also, like guys to pool, but guys to redshirt. Like he redshirted Bo and and NATO, and they had undefeated redshirt years, and then they came out and they had great careers, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. He got lucky with Logan. Logan had like a forced redshirt that he wasn't supposed yeah. to have. Where I don't think he would have won a title as a true freshman. Yep. Personally, he was too big, and that weight was so good that year. But then yeah. he got his redshirt year, and he was a four-time national champion. Um, Hunter, he wisely wrestled Hunter as a true freshman when he was ready to go. He beat Kellen yep. Russell and Mangrum and Montel Marion all as a true freshman. So, actually, Joseph, he's like maybe has some of the best judgment of when to pull guys, when to use them. Um, I think also one thing, he looks at like 
I don't know. I've never talked to Coach Ryan about this, but like the handing out of a red shirt is like it kind of you have to have a certain level of like emotional maturity about you to handle a red shirt, right? Otherwise, he's going to yeah. put you in the lineup too. It's like an it's like an earned thing. So there's guys he's wrestled that maybe weren't um, amazing, but um, like Decatur, yeah, maybe that's not looking like the the best decision now. But there's also like long term lineup decisions where like. One, he makes he was he made your team better this year, but like you don't know who you're going to get down the line. That is Decatur going to yeah. have a hard time in the lineup anyway. So there's sure. a lot of stuff, but I will say that uh, he's he's actually pretty dang good at it if you look at his track record. Um, all right, Ben. All right. Anything else before we get the heck out of here till tomorrow? No, I'm I'm excited for this weekend. I mean, the, to you guys brought it up, but. I thought this was just crazy. Uh, Reese brought this up when I interviewed him yesterday. Is is that Big Tens is in Jersey, uh, EIWAs is in Philly, and then they have the PIAA and the New Jersey States all in one weekend. Like for that area of the country, holy crap, that's a lot of wrestling. East Coast baby, do ACCs are at Pittsburgh? Yeah. Oh, and ACs are. Oh my gosh, yeah. Can you imagine? David Bray, he's yes. so crazy. I think he forgets he has three kids sometimes. He's like, you know, <laughs> you know maybe. You know, maybe after after PIAA finals, like maybe I just get another flight the two days later and go to, AC, to catch the ACC finals. I'm like, man, <laughs> you have to take that up with your wife. But if you go, that would be kind of <laughs> sick. I wouldn't blame him. He's dude's just a wrestling nut. Um, all right, LJ and Kyle, we are good to go. Um, feel free to play us out. It is a it is a great week Peace. to be a wrestling fan. You guys got to be excited. Yes, We're so excited. 465 episodes down. Who knows how many to go. Um, Everything but the Big Ten Finals on this weekend, right, Christian? On flow. Yeah, baby. Yeah, everything except first and second. We still have third through seventh place matches and all the other crazy ninth place brackets that there are. Yeah, going to be a blast. Can't wait for that. Um, Thank you guys for listening. I don't know. I used to say this all the time on FRL. I'll say it again. If you want to listen to FRL, we're on iTunes and Spotify, and you can listen on Libsyn, and then... um, you can also watch the video on the site. So there's a lot of different ways to listen. If you want to give us a, a, a five-star rating, that's fine. If you're interested, the four-star and below is disabled, so you literally can't do <laughs> it. So don't even try. Um, but, yeah, I, I hadn't said that in a while. So sometimes people ask how to listen or they're looking for the archive. The first place you can always listen is on your phone on uh, and A lot of good content coming. We've got the Edge uh, story about Ernie Monaco, the godfather of club wrestling. That's dropping tonight at 7, <laughs> I believe uh, Mike Mal Mike Mal said. Uh, what's so funny, Ben? I'm laughing because you literally talked so long in the outro that the music ran out. I love it. I can't <laughs> even hear the music. I didn't even know it was playing. I, I was we, ran out of music. It, it, we ran out of music because you talked so long. We ran out of music. We, we need to loop it next time. All right, the edge, and that's it. Fine, I guess I'm on the edge of the music. See you tomorrow, guys. We out.